0: This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real
1: estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals just like you where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. Speaking of being taught wrong, we have a fearless aging coaching student on the line, the lovely Leon Veyman. Hello. He's from Canada, Ramon.
0: Oh, I know what that's about. Oh, about. What do you
1: Canada. <laughs> Our home and native land. I love their ham, by the way. They don't even know what bacon is, do they? No, well, it's Canadian ham, uh-huh. right? Yeah.
2: We have the best bacon, excuse me. Oh, listen to this guy.
1: <laughs> and they're humble, did I mention? The humility? They, are, they are polite. They're steeped in humility. <laughs> it's about time to go out in the ace and skate. Okay. Yes. So uh, we always start with the headlines of the day, don't we? We do. Just happen to have one right here.
0: Fantastic, And you know what I have to do, press a button.
1: Mm-hmm. There's button pressing involved. Mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage. You remember him? I do, yeah. Famous actor. Fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Wasn't that Nicolas Cage? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was yeah, Nick. Nicky boy. Yeah. Just got married for the fifth time.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> He's
1: got what I call a busted picker. Mm-hmm. No, that wasn't the <laughs> joke. That one's like a... just true. <laughs> I believe
0: it. you know, funny thing is though, I was in
1: a choir called Busted yeah. Picker. Oh, is that right? Yeah. That was your high school band. Yeah, it was. The Busted Pickers. The busted I picker.
0: forgot about that. It was all banjos, but most of them
1: Oh that nothing nothing sells like that banjo music. I
0: apologize for stepping
1: on your phone. No, line. that's fine. No, Nicolas Cage got married for the fifth time. Hey. By, by the way, his fourth marriage, the wedding cake lasted longer. Wow. Okay, that deserves. That's a lot. the rim shot. That's how we do it. All right, Leon, I'm sorry you had to uh, be a part of that.
2: No, it was great. I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leon has low standards, and that's what we look for. <laughs> Again, look Canadian for. politeness. Yeah, he I like really
0: it. is polite. Yes, the guy Even is though when the, awfully jokes, polite. the jokes suck. and
1: <laughs> Fail, epic fail. Yes. All right, so uh, Leon made the mistake of calling me when I'm on the way to the, the opulent mm-hmm. Fearless Agent Studios. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how he becomes a victim. I mean, volunteer to be on the show. So uh, he had a question. What is your question, Leon?
2: My question was. Oh,
1: tell know, him what. St- to- tell him what state you're in. This is how we do it in the United States. What state in Canada? are you <laughs> I'm
2: I'm in the province of Ontario.
1: Oh, sounds provincial. That,
2: Toronto, uh,
1: the yeah. Greater Toronto Metroplex. Is that true?
2: Yeah, west end of that. So the old uh, west end. Mississauga to Burlington, in between.
0: Also known by most films as Los Angeles, because they do most of their filming up there in Canada. Is that right? To make it look like uh, the old U.S. of A. Yeah,
1: yeah because the new up. U.S. of A, which is Los, Los Angeles, just looks like Bangladesh.
2: We just had Kevin Hart actually film his movie uh, with Woody Harrelson up in my town here. Wow. Once ago, yeah.
1: The Woodman. Right. Okay.
2: That's it.
1: All what right. was that yeah. show he was on? Airport, airplane. What was that? What what was he as a pilot? Remember that? The original thing that made Woody Harrelson famous. What was that show? Cheers? No, nah, it was uh he was a on an airplane. He was a pilot. It took place in a little off the map airport. Maybe I'm psychotic. I don't know. Maybe that's right. <laughs> somebody Google that and call us up. We'll get back to you on yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Go ahead, Leon. I'm sorry.
2: So, yeah, my question, one of a few, was, uh, you know, when it comes to lead gen, is the, you know, quality in the quantity?
1: Well, you know, I always say quantity has a quality all its own. Right. So uh, if it was all qua- all quality and no quantity, how would you know?
2: Um,
1: These are tough people, questions, aren't they, Ramon?
2: Well, if, if people have Very. plans that they've already committed to, I find they're usually better off than people that are like, yeah, we're we're planning to do it, but they haven't committed fully yet.
1: Well, well, you're cold, you're talking about cold calling, not cold not calling fizzbows or expired. Right? right. Okay. Right. Well, when you're cold calling, um, I think the mindset is the secret. So, you've got uh Let's just break it down for those kids out there who are brand new at any of this uh, making the big bucks in real estate thing. So you've got your sphere of influence, people that you know, they like you, they trust you. You could describe yourself to them and they would know who you are. And you're going to call on them and ask them for referrals proactively. Okay. Then there's uh, calling for sale by owners. Then there's calling expired listings and canceled listings. There's follow-up calls from previous co-calling that you've done. And cold calling to me means you have no idea whether they have an interest in selling their house or not. You're just calling up and down the street to find that out, right? Yep. So uh, when you're doing that, uh, the secret is to say this is a thing, a process that I do. Uh, That's going to make me higher dollars per hour than any other thing I could do at this moment. And the reason is I've already done the Sphere calls. I've already done the uh, – already did the uh, Fisbo calls, which were perhaps a higher value target. Then there's I've already done the expired calls, I've already done my follow ups with the previous from previous cold calling So all that's out of the way, and now I'm just blasting up and down the street in the hopes of meeting nice, sane, smart people who are deadly serious about selling their house right now or in the pretty near future, within two years, let's say for sure. So that's the people you're talking about, Leon, right? Correct. So give me some answers that they say you use they say yeah we're thinking about it. What do you what do you mean ver- when you talk quantity versus quality with those people what do you mean? By the way, I'm going to enjoy coffee while Leon tells us what he's talking about, right?
2: So the, the, the quantity would be the people say, yeah, you know Wait
1: what a minute. Do don't we have a coffee now? thing? Well, he's asking the question.
0: I don't want a, no, We all
1: can right. interrupt, Leon. All right. He can call me all later. All right.
0: Hold on a second. I've We're got that. Trying, I, I was trying buddy. to do, trying okay. to plug. All right. Everybody stop. we got to stop for the sound effect. Folgers Here we go. A, yeah. uh,
2: it's
1: delicious. Okay.
2: All that right.
0: was worth it. Yeah. Come on. <laughs>
2: totally.
1: So the difference between quality and quantity, Leon, what are you talking about?
2: So quantity would be, yeah, we're moving, you know, to this area a year from now. That's probably the plan. And we're going to buy a a house and it'll be, you know, smaller, so on and so forth. The the quality is, yeah, we're moving to this place. We bought a house. It's being built. It's going to be ready a year from now. Or I'm moving to a retirement community. I've already put a down payment and I'm just waiting for, you know, my place Mm -hmm. to pop up. That would be the. So quality. the first
1: one you said, probably, when they say huh. probably, that that usually means probably not. Right. So is there any chance, at all, that you would still be living in the house you're in now, two years from today? Any chance? Right. So okay. so that's a question that would, you know, I always. Give people uh, multiple choice, uh, true-false, make it easy for them to get you the answer you want to know without right. looking like you're too eager to uh, soak them for their cash, so to speak. Okay. And Leon is eager to soak them for their cash. Don't get me wrong. He is not above that.
2: <laughs> okay. That that helps me out a lot, actually, mm-hmm. just qualifying that, that standard. Yeah, and I don't I – don't,
1: I don't put them into my database until uh I'm pretty I'm pretty sold on the fact that to within two years they're moving. Now right. that could change to three or four, but initially I want them to be I want to be convinced. People put off things that are unpleasant. Doctor says, hey, you need a colonoscopy at your age. You don't go, let's do it tomorrow.
0: <laughs> Sign <laughs> me up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> By the way, I got the vaccine last night.
0: Oh, the old COVID uh-huh. shot oh, wow. there?
1: Yeah. How I noticed you? something. Here's an observation. Uh-oh. I go, first of all, the side effect of it that I got is I'm extremely tired and lethargic. And... Of course, uh, I did get it at 1 a.m., but... There you go. Maybe that is... Something. Bump, <laughs> so I go down I mean? to the stadium, and, and they have volunteers that are handing out the vaccine, and... uh you know, hundreds of volunteers. In fact, one of my wife's coworkers was there in the lane that—not the one we drove through, but two lanes over. Uh, you know, checking people in, and I noticed something. You know, these people are all volunteers are not getting paid, and everybody could not have been nicer. I mean, they were just wonderful. Everybody super cheerful, super happy. Now, if they had get had been getting paid, they would not have been nice. They would not have been <laughs>
0: they sleeve. would have
1: treated it like a job. If they had been government employees, they would have completely treated you like crap. You know, that's that's my <laughs> observation. So the um, what's another question you have, Liam?
2: Yeah, the other question comes uh, is regarding uh, listing appointments. You know how before we go out when we book the appointment, we ask them a series of questions to mm-hmm. you know about their property and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Um, my question is, you know,
1: so you can I do really, a CMA, which if you're new in real estate stands for country music awards, but that's beside the point.
2: All right. Yeah. So my thing is, I really don't like, uh, meeting with people until they're ready to, uh, to actually sell. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it, it, it never goes well for mm-hmm. either of us. And sometimes, you know, you know, when someone's ready to go, sometimes it's a little ambiguous, and is there possibly like a question that we can ask them during those questions? Like, hey, are you ready to put your home on the market? Which
1: well, I th- here's the you? here's the seller that I don't like. Yeah, and I say seller meaning not a buyer. Um, they're eager to have me come over and look at their house. I'm not. I'm not that guy. I, if I, uh, you know. If I never see another house again, if I want to look at a house, I own a house. I can look at my own house. I don't need to see houses. Um, So all the excitement of going in strangers' houses that smell like ammonia because they have cats and all that junk, that's over. Um, And tell me what my house is worth. That is not what I do for a living. So… what I want to find out is when is this? Everybody should write this down if they if they don't ask this. But when is the soonest realistically moving day would ever be that you could imagine? So if you say, "Hey Bob, you know, I, yeah, I'd love to have you come over and take a look at my house and give me an idea of what it would sell for," I'd say, "Oh, okay. Uh, can I ask you about that?" They'd say, "Sure." Uh, I'd say, "When is the soonest?" realistically, that you could ever imagine moving day being? And they'd say, it depends. And I'd say, you're wearing depends? No. Uh, It depends on uh, what? Well, how much my house is worth. See, moving day wouldn't depend on how much your house is worth. It really wouldn't. If you're moving, you're moving. And if you're not moving, you're not moving. So if moving day depends on how much your house is worth, you're not moving. You're not a seller. That has been my experience. Now, I'm not saying there's no exceptions to that, but that tends to be the case. So then you go, yeah, okay, I'll come over like most agents would because they're poorly trained. They would go, do a bunch of rapport building, which is death in sales, and then they are familiar with you. They say, ah, that Bobby seems like a nice guy. Uh, if I ever sell my house, I, you know, I, I would consider him you know cuz i've gotten off track i haven't done what i'm supposed to now if if leon goes and does that which he wouldn't but if leon goes and does that and i'm competing with leon or let's say i go and do that and leon's competing with me and leon waits until you know he follows up with them until until he knows when moving day and he strategically books the listing appointment then he's less familiar, he looks like more of an expert than I do, and he goes in and one stop and gets the listing, and I'm wondering what happened. So uh, that's what you're talking about, right, Leon? Not going too soon?
2: Yeah, and sometimes they answer that question about, you know, when would be the soonest, and they tell you two months or, or this month, but it, sometimes it's not true.
1: Well, no, that's true, but even even the people who are really nice, sane, smart, deadly serious about selling their house right now at fair market value, whatever that turns out to be um even they put off things that are unpleasant and it ends up being later than they said originally, almost always right. that's true, right. I'm talking about the person who says probably in a in a year yeah. or so uh that person typically ends up still living in that house for another 10 years. Right. That's if they don't know, if they can't articulate when's the soonest realistically that moving day would ever be. This is the thing that realtors do wrong the most. They say, uh, they ask, when When do you think you're going to be moving? And then the people answer the question, well, we're thinking about putting our house on the market in the spring. And they go, oh, Okay. And they write that down. When should I – uh, would it be okay if I called you back in the spring? <laughs> they say, you know, that, that does not work. That's, that's death in sales. So the alternative to that is when is the soonest moving day, not thinking about it day, not putting it on the market day, realistically moving day. When, when can you – when is the soonest realistically you can even imagine that being? Not like I'm eager to make a move sooner. I'm just curious, you know. And then they say, oh, it probably wouldn't be until, you know, eight months. Then I would say, okay. Now, if you knew for certain that by waiting only eight months – now, I've already done where. I've already done that so I know what they're buying. Uh, So if you knew for certain – That by waiting only eight months, you would end up losing 10 or 20 or 30 or $50,000 for no great reason, maybe. Would you have to wait? And then they say, Well, Leon, how would I lose $50,000 by waiting? And then Leon says, Well, it wouldn't matter if you have to wait. Do you have to wait? And then they say, No, I wouldn't have to wait. Then an untrained agent would book the appointment right then, and then you'd be going too soon. A trained agent would say, well, to avoid losing a whole bunch of money, what's the soonest realistically moving day would ever actually be? And then they move it forward, and then that either is too far out still for you to meet with them now, or or they or they made it sound like it was real quick. Well, hey, for to keep from losing money, I'd move in 30 days. Well, are you married? Would your wife or your husband agree with that? No, they'd think I was crazy. Okay. Well, both of you moving on the same day. What's the soonest realistic? So, I only want to know when realistically the soonest moving day would ever be cuz I can't help them if I if I don't know that. That's true. And if I go too soon, I don't – not only don't help them, I don't help me. And if they don't have me as their agent, they are going to lose a whole bunch of money. So if I screw up the timing on that, Um, I'd rather lose some because I didn't go soon enough than lose a bunch because I went too soon. That's kind of the way it works. I agree. Mm -hmm. Very important question, Leon.
2: Thank you. <laughs> I do have one last one. This
1: is it. We have to kill more time. He better have – He better have. A, is that a kid screaming in the background?
2: Yeah, my kids are doing online school, and this is their lunch break, so they're actually –
1: Oh, out that by. is some fresh hell right there, Ramon. <laughs> Ramon, do you have kids? I do not. That's a wise man. <laughs> you have an air of wisdom about you. I do live across the street from a school, so
0: when I'm do home you really?
1: sometimes,
0: yes, I hear some kids. What, what,
1: what, what is it a grade school? No, it's one of those
0: little, you know, you drop off your brat there and you go pick him up later. Oh, uh, daycare. They, thank you. Yeah, because when, when you mean. live
1: across from a school, your front yard is an ashtray. No, no, no. These, yeah. are, these are small children who make a lot of noise. They do. But they don't smoke, so that's good. Not yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's your next question, Leon?
2: <laughs> okay, the, the last question I got for you is... Uh, I recently, the beginning of this year, started uh, implementing that postcard program again that you talked Mm -hmm. about a long Mm -hmm. time ago. And I've been having great results when I follow up, you know, after the first seven people know who I am. That's because they
1: saw your picture and you have good looks, unlike me.
2: (laughs) Maybe. Mm -hmm. And uh, I even got a, a listing last month out of it and it was great and sold it and, you know, helped the seller. And I was thinking, you know, if I was to extrapolate that program over to a larger direct mail program like in my neighborhood or something 5000 homes would you know would that be of any benefit to me
1: the coaching students that i coach that make the most money do the least marketing so uh marketing is like any other thing it does cost money that really isn't the issue it rents time and space in your head and your thinking about it. and But I, I would say book five listing appointments a week without the marketing, and then uh, maybe you wouldn't want to do it. But you're already doing it, so I'm not sure doing it more would make... Um, I don't think you're making any money from the marketing, is my guess. I see. I think your head is fooling you. Right. I noticed the agent's that I do, they'll, they'll call me up. We'll do a complimentary coaching call. I say, uh, uh, do you do any kind of marketing? And they say, oh, yeah, my marketing is fantastic. I don't have any problems in that area. I go, okay, well, how much do you spend on that? They tell me how much they spend. I say, how many closings did you get from that marketing? And then it's like, er, uh, well, here's the thing. So I think part of that can be an ego thing. I like my marketing because that is a picture of me on it. Um you know, so there's that, but i'm not sure if i, I if I know for a fact if I had it to do over i wouldn't do any marketing i did Got do it. i did do quite a bit of marketing, but i I know it probably didn't pay for itself, but the average agent who did the same amount of marketing that I did that did the same amount of business that I did would have said that a whole lot of their business came from that marketing. The truth is a whole lot of my business came from the people I marketed to, but I was calling them. And the people that I could not call and still did the marketing to, none of them ever called me. So it, it can fool you. I don't know if I explained it right. correctly. By the way, if any of the stuff that we talk about on this podcast to you folks out there – makes any sense at all to you. why would it? I mean really,
2: time for oh. bob leffler's shameless a
1: a shameless plug. So if you happen to be earning less, like Leon was one day, he called me up and we we talked. But if you're earning less selling real estate than you wish you were, and you're open to the idea of having some help, if you would like to learn more, you can call me anytime, like Leon did, at 480-385-8810. That is my cell phone. And we will just see if you and what you are trying to do... And what we do here at Fearless Agent, if it would be a good fit. If it is, you will get rich. If it's not, we'll just admit that to each other. And I'm still happy to help you in any other way I can. And I don't want you to ever think you're bothering me. I never have anything better to do. Leon has called me six times in one day, I think. Isn't that true, Leon? At minimum. (laughs) (laughs) He's eager to call me, which I like. I have no life. I mean, I might as well talk to Leon in Canada. Uh, but if you uh, if you would like some help, call me up, 480-385-8810. And you can always go to fearlessagent.com. We have a webinar you could watch. It's about 40, 45 minutes long. Take some notes. There's another on my speaking page. There's a 25-minute video that's an excerpt from a two-day event we do. Watch that. Uh, but, uh, again, we're here for you anytime. So pick up the phone and call today. And, Leon, what would you say to somebody who's on the fence thinking about maybe doing fearless agent coaching compared to some other program or something? What would you tell them? Do what I do. And if Don't he says the wrong thing, we'll edit it out, right? <laughs> Can we do, do that?
2: Do what I do. What I did. Don't think about it. Just jump right in and, and get started. The sooner you get started, the sooner you'll start uh, seeing...
1: Now, Leon, you charge about 50% more than any other agent in Canada. Did you know that?
2: Uh, Yeah, probably Mm -hmm. more than that. Mm
1: -hmm. So he's doing very well. Sounds it. He's got a better listing presentation than they do, though, so there's that. (laughs) That's true. So what else you got, Leon? That's it. I'm all... That's it? Just like that? Just just like that. Well, you know... um, I was thinking about, you know, if if somebody's now you weren't new when I started coaching you, you were already a agent, right?
2: I was two years in full time.
1: Two years. So uh, when agents come to me, uh, they normally, ha- if they have normal agent problems, um, and it's okay to have weird problems, not normal. I always say, if you're too weird for real estate, you're probably too weird. So it's okay to be weird. But the the big three would be how to get business. Now, Leon has no trouble with that now. Uh, the second thing would be what do you say when you get there? So for Leon to charge at least twice as much on every listing commission-wise than all of the other agents in Canada who are not fearless agents and, and sometimes it's three or four times as much, um, he has to have the right words to say when he gets there. And then the third thing is time management. So usually when Leon and I are talking, it usually is about uh, how to finesse one particular deal or a complicated scenario with one particular seller or buyer, Um, or it's one of those three things. So it's a skill thing, it's a schedule thing, it's it's a system thing. So if you you know, are thinking, oh, I don't know how to get business enough. So if you're not scheduling five listing appointments a week, but you'd like to be or not enough, uh, you can give me a call. Uh, If you are unsure that you could be, let's say, if Leon was to go on a listing appointment and he found out that they had already talked to the most famous agent in his town he would not at all be worried, and he wouldn't change anything he does. He would just show up and do what he does, and he would get the listing. So Leon has the experience that every fearless agent has. He's able to walk up to a stranger listing appointment, meaning not referred to him or not a friend or something like that. He's always able to get the listing that no other agent could get. Uh, he's always able to charge 7% and keep 4%, which nobody does in Canada. He's uh, always able to get a one-year listing and not because he needs it but because he can and the sellers trust him. Uh, He's also has every seller beg him to underprice their house right off the bat and then he sells every one of his listings for tens of thousands, sometimes fifties of thousands more than they're actually worth, which means every seller loves him and sends him a steady stream of referrals. So he has the fearless agent listing presentation that makes that happen. He has the fearless agent pricing presentation, which makes that happen. He's learned them, I should say. You know the Fisbo presentation, so he's never stumped by those folks. He's learned the buyer presentation. He's learned the investor presentation. So he's never in any money-making situation where he doesn't have the exact right words to say. And he's very confident and, uh, you know, confident, competent and uh, professional. So – and he's able – he has the right words to say on the phone – uh, to get himself into as many situations as necessary to make the kind of money he wants to so if if you would like to do that the way Leon does, uh and by the way, let's plug Leon, shall we No, Leon, give out your cell phone number
2: It's nine zero five six one six. Seven three zero seven.
1: So, if you are anywhere in America or North America, and would like to send a referral to the Toronto area, are you in Milton, Ontario? Yes, I am. So, uh, what are the other little areas? Mississauga? Do you do that?
2: Mississauga, yeah, Mississauga, Brampton, Oakville, Burlington. The
1: Greater Toronto Metroplex is what we're talking about. So if you would like to send a referral to Leon, he will do a fantastic job. And you can call him at 905-616-7307. That's toll-free, day or night. And once again, Leon, I want to thank you for being with us on here on The Really Big Shoe. And uh, thank all of you out there for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can always call me directly At 480 385 8810. Please do give us a five star review of this podcast. And until next week, do what all fearless agents do, including Leon. He always has fun, right, Leon? Always. He's always humble, (laughs) even if it's from the
2: He doesn't know what bacon
1: is, but he is humble. And above all, be fearless. Thanks, Gary.